Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is your lost identity. I don't believe the things that I read in the Bible. I do believe that there's a power, but I don't believe what I read in the Bible. And I just wanted some answers. I was so happy when I became born again, so excited to start my new life, and I seem to have fallen off track. I know that I've done that now a bunch off and on, and I, so my question really is, is how can I get back on track, and not just back on track, but do what I know in my heart that God is telling me to do and not get distracted. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everyone, welcome. The program is called Shedding Shackles. And my goal is to help you shed the shackles of the past. Now, what are the shackles of the past? Your lineage from Adam and Eve. See, you're born into the world with a certain nature that comes down to you from your parents and your grandparents and great-grandparents all the way back to Adam and Eve. And you're born subject to a set of parents and to other authorities. And you have a certain amount of time. Now, animals are born and they die. But for humans, something else is involved. For humans, it can be a search to find your true identity your lost identity. See, in the Garden of Eden, the identity, Adam and Eve, were made in the image and likeness of God. And so, had they not defected, had they not turned their back upon God, they would have stayed with that identity, that lineage, born of God, made by God. And it would have been beautiful. But when they defected from God, the image of God began to grow faint, fainter and fainter. You remember when Moses came back, when he said to God, show me your glory. And then when Moses came back, do you remember his face? His face glowed. You remember that? Well, the image began to fade from Adam and Eve. And all they had left was a memory, and their animal identity. They became like animals. And then this nature, this this nature of, of wanting to be God was acquired, and then it had to be reinforced, didn't it? And what reinforced it? Well, the the one who tempted them away. So to this day, devilish people, crafty people, cunning people, tempting people, are very good at catering to this nature that you have, aren't they? They know how to make you angry. They know how to make you resentful. They know how to hurt your feelings. They know how to put you down. They know how to tease you. And they know how to challenge you and excite you and uh, get you going after goals and promises. See? And they dangle the, the promise of becoming great and glorious and powerful and admired and worshipped and popular and all of this. They dangle it before you, and you are required to, to give them money and to sample their wares, whatever their wares are. And then thereby, that this nature is sustained, and, and it also grows. 
you become more vicious, more selfish, more resentful, more judgmental. See? Oh, and the people around you then, with their errors and their wrongs, they tempt you to judge them, don't they? Which is also playing God. So they tempt you to play God. And so that's your life. But what does it lead to? It leads to the grave. So you've had a good taste of this fallen identity, haven't you? Of Adam and Eve. You've had a good taste of it. You know what it is to be high and to be low and to be hurt and to rage and to go after promises and be fooled and be tricked and have your money stolen and have people tell you they love you and then you find out they don't really love you. And you've, you've had people say they can help you and they try to help you, but it doesn't really help. You've had all of that, haven't you? And they come in all different guises, organized groups and, and medicine and um, self-help movements and authors and experts and everybody. Even, you know, the one you marry. Well, they think they know what's best for you. They think they can whip you into shape. But somehow their help never really helps. All it does is tease and exacerbate this fallen nature. And the more you see that happening, the more you resent them. And the more you resent them, the, the more you, this fallen, prideful nature grows. So the best thing you can do is just is see if you can just stop. Knock it off. Stop resenting other people. Stop looking for something from them. You're always looking for something from them. And just take a step back and let your hair down. And you know, if you have a job, then go to work. If you're a mom or dad, then do your duty as a mom or dad. But stop trying to make everything right. Stop trying to save yourself. Stop resenting yourself. Just quietly go about your business and see if you can refine this lost identity. Now, it's from God. So you have to find him. But how are you going to find him? You're not going to find him out in the world. The people out there, their help only will lead you away from him. Because their help, never, even if their help did help, then all it would do is lead you to them. So you want to find God. That's what you want, is to find him. And then have him put something in you that can then grow, that he can fan the flames. I mean, you know, the kindle, you know, when you're trying to get a fire going in, in, a, uh, in a fireplace, you get the little kindling going and then you fan it delicately and then it grows. And for him then to lead you in a life of adventure and discovery. To him. And then you will have something of him in you. His identity. And you will be of a new lineage, the lineage of not Adam and Eve, but the lineage of Christ, God and Christ. And then you and other people who are searching and who find. That's it. So you have to search. You have to search. You have to want to know the truth. And He's already given you something, hasn't he? If, if you're one of those people who love the truth, you see that you're wrong, you don't want to be wrong, but you also see that you, you don't know how to make yourself right. You don't want to hurt people. You don't want to hate people. 
You don't like the way you are, but you see that hating yourself is not the answer. You know that there has to be an answer. Well, he already gives you something. For example, he gives you a perception where you are rather good at sometimes at perceiving falsity. You can see when somebody something's not quite right. Everybody else is rushing for the latest experimental thing. And you're not so sure about it. Everybody else says, oh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. You got to go along, go do whatever he says. And you're not so sure. People are saying, hey, get in the car and let's go out. Let's have a good time. Hey, Saturday night. Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, you've tried all that. Maybe you've seen that it leads to nothing good. But on the other hand, you just, you, you can detect sometimes. You see a glint in somebody's eye or you see somehow the way they move or there's something not quite right. You can't put your finger on it. Well, God gives you that. It's something of, of your intuition. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. You can detect sometimes. You see a glint in somebody's eye, or you see somehow the way they move, or there's something not quite right. You can't put your finger on it. Well, God gives you that. It's something of, of your intuition. He gives you intuition so you can sometimes sense when something's not quite and you, right and you don't go that way. But by intuition, you can also sense when something is right. And the door opens and you go through the door to safety and prosperity. You need to find that. You need to cultivate that ability. It's intuition. It's a hunch. It's a wordless knowing. And it's from God. See, he gives light. He gives you light. And so, how are you going to cultivate that? Well, you have to learn to stop disregarding it. And the other thing you have to learn is to be calmer. Not get excited. As soon as you get excited, it's like a windswept sea. When you have a calm sea, or let's say a lake. Calm. But when the wind is blowing and the waves are whipping up, you can't see anything. So when your nature gets all excited, irritated, resentful, angry, when you're rushing for something, when you make something too important, you tend to lose that perception. So you have to learn to calm down. Then you have to watch people. Watch how they get your attention. Watch how they, they make their demands. Watch how they, they want something from you. Watch how they can eat up your time. Watch all of that and don't resent them. See, realize that, see, they're all lost. Everybody's a lost sheep. So you have to, to find, find your way. Then maybe you can help them. You can't help them now, but maybe you can help them if you find your way. You know, people like Paul and, and John and those people. Of course, they were called of God. But, but then there were others. There was Mary Magdalene, and there were so many others that were there. And Jesus loved them, and God loved them, and he saved them. 
And there are many unnamed people that you that you hear about. For example, in the in in Acts of the Apostles, there was many. How, how many were there on Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came to them? How many were there there? There was a lot of them. See, you don't know their names, but they were saved, and their destiny was to was to find God and to continue on a trajectory to Him. So you don't have to be a Paul or a John to, to find God. You don't have to be. You find him. And it's beautiful. And then you go about your business and, and God gives you gifts. Yes, he may require something of you. He may. But it's generally maybe just not resenting other people. And perhaps, and setting a good example. And maybe... At a certain time, in a certain place, you may be able to say a little something that would be a godsend, a help to someone. Or you may be able to lend a little helping hand in some way. That's all God requires of you. If he requires more, then he'll make you know. If he doesn't make you know, then there's nothing else required of you. Isn't it beautiful? All your life, people have pressured you. You've got to do more. You've got to study more. You've got to work harder. You've got to make more money. You've got to give more to the poor. You've got to volunteer more. You've got to work harder. Pressure. God doesn't pressure you. He just wants you to, to come to know him and not to resent other people. That's mainly what he requires of you. I think I've said enough in this little uh, program that I'm making here. Hope, hope you enjoy it. This is universal wisdom. It's perennial wisdom. This is good for everybody on earth, what I'm saying. No matter where you are, no matter what your age is, it's good for you. So I, I do hope you, you enjoyed this program. Are you ready to come to know God? Begin by listening to the meditation exercise designed to help you reduce stress and find spiritual well-being. To listen free to part one of the meditation exercise, go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the middle icon Meditation. Once again, go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the middle icon, Meditation. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you too can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Roland. This program is my bread and butter. Yes, I have many books. They're very good. They're nice to read and stumble upon something in the book that is 
a delight. And it causes you to realize. And then you take that with you throughout the day. It's beautiful. And I have many lectures on YouTube and on Vimeo. Very nice lectures. But this program is my bread and butter. It's like a clarion call. A call to wake up. Wake up and smell the coffee. Wake up and smell the roses. Wake up from your daydream. You, you probably remember the beautiful fairy tale. Well, you heard of Alice in Wonderland. She fell down the rabbit hole and then she was lost in this topsy-turvy world. But that's what happened to you. And what's the rabbit hole that you fell into? You fell into your thoughts. People upset you and angered you and disappointed you and emotionalized you. And then you fell into thought. You became lost in thought. Lost down there in your imagination and all kinds of thoughts, which would soon become very negative. And so you must rise above those thoughts. Find out how to stand back and watch them. And you've probably also heard, remember the beautiful fairy tales where perhaps a, a, a lovely, like Sleeping Beauty, fell asleep and then she had to be awakened by a kiss from the prince. Well, you need to be awakened by a kiss from the Prince of Peace. And so this program is a clarion call to awaken. Now, the first half of today's program, I talked about um, find that one thing. I talked about the baggage of the past, but how it can all be for good because you, you suffer for it. And your suffering causes you to cry out, see if everything is too comfortable. You probably heard years ago they had an expression called the comfort zone. I don't know if you remember. Somebody wrote a book called The Comfort Zone. It was a bestseller where he talked about the comfort zone. And you know what that is. I remember one time I was going for a job interview and the person that interviewed me was a mid-level manager, fairly high in the mid-level of a big corporation. And then we had breakfast and, and he interviewed me. But as we were talking, I, could no I noticed that he was sort of jaded. He wasn't excited, you know, happy at the food and the beautiful blue sky outside and the fresh day and everything. He was just very jaded, very blasé. And then he was talking about golden handcuffs. In other words, the perks, the pension, the vacation, the sick pay, the paid holidays, you know, the big salary, the stock options. They were like golden handcuffs. He couldn't let go of them. And they kept him from what? From being free. Now, I'm not saying that it's not okay to work for a big corporation. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that you, you can't have nice things. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it all depends on your attitude. They don't have to be golden handcuffs, but for many people they are. So, remember Zig Ziglar said, you must turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones. Well, Christ is the one. Remember, he even said that he was the one that people stumbled over. Uh, but not those who love him. For them, he helps them. He helps them to overcome the baggage of the past. All right, so you suffered at the hands of people who also had suffered. It was done to them, see? But you don't want to pass it on. You don't want to pass on the suffering to your children, the hate, the anger, the resentment, the bitterness, the rage. See, a life dedicated to someone else's to some goal, you must find your own life and be free.
So I was talking about um, all you have to do is find one thing, one thing, find a link to your creator, and you were very close to it when you were a little child, very close. You had it, in fact, when you were born. When you were born, you had intuition, the ability to see and to and to know without words. You must refine your intuition. You still have it, but you've lost it. You're, down, you're lost down in your thoughts right now. The way your parents were, the way everybody is, they're all lost in their thoughts. They're lost in the upside down Alice in Wonderland world. I said your intuition, when you get above thought, you can get the little meditation that I have. It'll help you to do that. So when you're there in that space, when you find that one thing, that space, that attitude, that closeness, then you can see, you can stand back and see, and God gives you the power to stand back. He gives you the power to observe what you once were upset by. Now he lets you just observe it without becoming upset. And then you see with understanding. Wordlessly, you just see that other people can't help themselves. So you stop hating them. Your parents couldn't help themselves. Now you can have compassion. See, instead of hate and the other kids and everyone. And you can also have compassion on yourself. Yeah, you too. You too. You had an ego and uh, you resented. Yeah, you wanted to have your own way. And you wanted people to admire you and worship you. And uh, so on. When they didn't, you hated them. Well, that's not very nice. Now you just have to see that and knock it off. That's all. Just knock it off. And you will be able to when you see in God's light. When you get close begin to move intuitively with wisdom. But as I was about to say, when you fall away from that light, when you fall into the imagination, and into, into thoughts and into emotions, then what? Then who communicates with you down there? The guy with the horns. The guy with the horns. He communicates to you down there. Where do you think all these negative thoughts come from? All these creatively cruel thoughts that come to mind when you get angry at someone, where do you suppose they come from? So, no, you can't, you can't, um, it's, you're dealing with something spiritual. It's beyond psychology. It's beyond psychology. So what you need is God's help, and it's so easy. All you have to do is learn to stand back. Get the little meditation. Stand back and observe. Like when you were a little child, just watch and let it pass, you see? But what I was about to say about finding this one thing, there's a very beautiful story in the Bible about Solomon. He was very wise, he became very wise. Now, how did he become wise? Well, at one point, God said to Solomon, you know, you can have one wish granted. So Solomon could have wished for wealth. He could have wished for, for money, for power, for houses, for vacations, for respect for people's admiration. He could have wished for all that kind of stuff. But you know what he wished for? He's, he wished for one thing. He wished for wisdom. He, he asked God for wisdom so that he could rule God's people properly. And because of that pure intent, God honored that and gave him wisdom. But then he also gave him everything else. Christ said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his right way, and all other things will be added unto you. So now do you understand? Find your creator. 
find the link to your creator. That's all you have to do. And then cherish that link. Learn to go through the world like you did when you were a little child, just watching. I hope you enjoyed today's program. I certainly enjoyed making it. You can listen to this program again at our audio archives at SheddingShackles.com. Now I want to mention something about a couple of books that I have. The place where all of these principles really, really become super important is with your family, with your loved ones, with your partner, you know that, and with your parents, and with your kids. And so I've written a couple of books that are really good, and they're actually my most popular selling books. The first one I wrote about relationships, yes, relationships, is called The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. You can find it at Amazon.com, The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. It's really, really basic stuff for you young couples. For those of you who want to get married again and this time want to get it right, for those of you that something went wrong in the relationship between you and your kids or you and your parents, I really recommend it. And then I have another book. It's called Putting the Forever Back in Love. And maybe that would be the second book to get. And I have a lot of chapters in there about raising kids with common sense and with patience. So please listen to this little announcement and perhaps it would be nice to preview the books at Amazon.com. Are you interested in improving your relationship with your partner? Or how about improving your relationship with your kids if communication is not so good? Okay, and then how about getting rid of hurt feelings and misunderstandings and so on? Well, then you really ought to read one of my books about relationships and about marriage. And one of the ones that I don't talk about a lot, I should talk about more, is my book called Putting the Forever Back in Love. Oh, what a wonderful book. It's, it's over 300 pages, Putting the Forever Back in Love. I talk about how to improve your relationship, what to do if your wife asks you to leave, how to forgive and forget, okay? how to stay married for a long time and live happily ever after, how to develop character and learn to bear suffering and grow from it, okay? and how to have understanding when you deal with other people, okay? and how not to judge your husband so much and how not to resent your wife. Well. May I recommend you get Putting the Forever Back in Love? Just visit SheddingShackles.com or TalkToAPastor.org and you can preview it for free. It's also on Amazon. Putting the Forever Back in Love. I think you'll really enjoy it. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.